okay, are we going to, like, take a pause? Like, no one's going to listen to this. Wait, but they might. (laughs) Could that be the intro? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Sisters, sisters who've seen it. We are the sisters, sisters who've seen it. Sisters, shooby dooby doo Sisters, shooby dooby doo Sisters, 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 sisters. Sisters who've seen it. We are the Sisters Who've Seen It, the podcast where two sisters who are not movie critics look back on some of our favorites throughout the years through a psychological, ethical, and familial lens. I'm Katie, the the one sister. (laughs) I'm Bridget, the other sister. There's only two. (laughs) So, Katie, what kind of movies do you like? Oh, I feel like, honestly, I like almost the opposite of what you like, but also not. Correct. Does that work? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, I like the nerdy all the nerdy stuff, all those superhero, like, space, sci-fi, Lord of the Rings. News oh fest. Uh-huh. Yep. And horror, which you hate. You hate it. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I know. Oh, I know. And <laughs> then I love all children movies, but not, like, uh, Barney, you know? Like, <laughs> not that. That's too much. You were really into that as a kid, though. No, I know, but that's because there were subliminal messages. True, 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 that's true. That's not because, that's not, yes. Like the cleanup song? Like who, who? <laughs> Everyone knows the cleanup song. Or maybe that's that was just Barney. I don't, I don't know if that was Barney. <gasps> what? The cleanup, cleanup, everybody everywhere? You don't think Barney started it? I did. No. That should be a, should we have a fact check? And do you want to do it? Because I'm no. lazy. <laughs> hard no. It's a hard no. Everything so there's no, say, so we have to disclaim everything is not factual. It's all taken with a grain of salt. Okay. All right. Well, that's me. I mean, and I, and I like other stuff, but I feel like I gravitate towards like those. Like, yeah. if it's just me choosing something, I'm probably going to reach for one of those bad boys. Like when you're like, let's go see Spider-Man 18, because in my mind, that's how many there are. Yeah, well, I'm you're like, close. Well, I'm like, I, I want to hang out with Katie, so okay, but I don't care about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but you know what's funny about that joke is you and I literally saw the original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. We saw that in theaters. Don't remember. Don't. Bridget! Well, I mean, I'm sure we did. It sounds like William Dafoe. <laughs> so, well, for me, indie movies, obsessed with. Uh, any, yeah. any indie movie... Um, any comedy, any rom-com, and my dream is when they're all together. An indie rom-com, I guess rom-com is comedy, but you know what I'm saying? Like, not the intense, like, romance, Uh, that's just So, like, you really loved The Big Sick, or what was that movie called? Yes! That's a perfect, I love the movies that feel like real life. And, like, they're a little intense. They're just a little. They're a little. We don't need to cut someone's head off with a chainsaw. They're just Well, that's sometimes real life. With a chainsaw? Well, uh, maybe. 
I'm sorry. What is going on in Jersey? It's a lot of true crime podcasts in my life, too. (laughs) What can I say? Okay, so I also went into this whole spiel, which is very typical of me, not you, that, like, you know, we grew up near a blockbuster. Okay, but it wasn't it wasn't a real blockbuster. It was like a West Coast video. <gasps> you just schooled me. It was a West Coast video. Yeah, sure was. Oh, fact check is Katie. You're so right. And you know what movie I remember getting the most there? <laughs> um, it's gonna be something really terrible. Wait, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. It's in I your wanna... genre. <laughs> oh, it's a mo- oh, it's probably like Men in Black or something. <laughs> Hippie long <laughs> Stop it. They had everyone. There was like 12. And I went like from start to finish. And they were like, what? I don't even know if this is true, but I re- I feel like I remember they were different colors. And I was like, oh my God, the one that she like goes on a trip. And oh my God, the one that she spills soap in the kitchen. <laughs> and like, it was just, it was like so fun. So anywho, back to the point is we had movies at a young age. Yeah. I also feel like we had a good setup for movies. Oh, yeah. Like we had that, that big screen TV. Oh. And it was like just like a yep. dark like movie theater. Like I watched a lot of movies down there. That was a very late 80s, early 90s TV set where the back of it was equivalent to like a car. Like yeah. that's how wide the back of it was. I bet that TV cost like them $100. But, um, can we talk about our first movie? Oh my god, yeah. This is this is such a good one. It's a great one. The movie this week is Almost Famous, directed by Cameron Crowe. Woo! For all the listeners out there, all two of you. <laughs> um I'll be honest, honesty is key in my in my life as a psychologist. Because we are not critics. We're not trained in movies oh, at all. We, that's no, we should caveat that. We yeah, we're like totally zero not. credibility. Right. So like if you are expecting like legitness and then you're getting mad that like we're talking about Blockbuster but it wasn't Blockbuster. Yeah. That yeah, there's a reason. Like we aspire to be fiscal and Ebert. I'm telling you, my dream job is still to be the person who creates movie trailers like oh, Cameron God. Diaz in the in the holiday. Like that's we what just, I wanna do. I, I I mean, my God, I think if you really believe it, you can achieve it. I think Barney said that. Definitely. Uh, for <laughs> sure. So we're not, we're not credible. Yeah. So, you know, we're fun though. So stick, stick around. <laughs> Hang on out. <laughs> you know, have you thought about your voice? Oh, don't, don't make me. You're going to make uh, me. I don't know because so this is the thing I think we should just expose it because in my mind we have we're a nasally family. (laughs) I have I was told by a woman who I went on a job interview with at a spa like who am I what was I thinking Wow that was set up by Jimmy by the way who is our brother our older brother and the woman flat out said you sound like a guy so Mm -hmm. you're gonna have to talk a little high pitched. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, you're very, first of all, you're ahead of your times because do you remember that woman? This woman got like millions upon millions of money and the whole product was like a complete and utter like fake. 
and she is, I think, in jail or going to jail. But the whole thing that they said that convinced all of these people to give her money was she deepened her voice. Oh, my God. So you're ahead of your time. Fun fact. Is it like, bad or is our society the worst? Let me know. False. Like, no. True. Today is opposite day. So we were going to talk about the movie with this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So what I was saying before I went on a tangent was I I kind of picked the movie, but I picked it because I thought of you. Oh. Because this, I know, is your favorite movie, right? It's, I, I don't, whew, that's, that's, you're starting the first episode describing my favorite movie. I mean, I'm almost nervous to say yes, but it's like top. Top five. And That's the reason I say totally, top five, I don't yeah. know if it's timely. I don't know if it's timely. And so rewatching it as part of this experiment was interesting. Well, but okay. I loved it as a kid. Of, like beyond, beyond obsessed to the point that my dog's name is Penny Lane. That's, well, that's what I was going to say, is that your dog, Penny, Penny, how I lovingly call Penny Singleton, which is a hairspray <laughs> reference, y'all. Um, Wrong yeah. crowd. Nope, they're there. They're with me. I know it. But it's funny you say that because I feel like when I was watching this movie, all I kept thinking about was, oh, this is like such a movie for teenagers. And not uh, young teens. I'm thinking like 17, 18, where you think mm-hmm. that, you know, you're on top of the world and you know everything and like ugh, adults don't understand like oh my god there are there's only what two teenagers technically in this movie and it's the main it's the main mm-hmm. people and they act like that and then the adults act like teenagers and it's yeah there's it was very interesting to rewatch this now it was because so it post me too yeah Post Me Too movie. Should we summarize the movie for somebody that has not seen Almost Famous? Yeah, I feel like we kind of should do that. So I'll take a stab. I'll take a stab. So okay, it is. It's it's interesting that it starts off with this kid who is actually like an eleven year old, and it shows how he grows up, and he's on, you know, the edge of society. His mom's a professor. He's very intelligent, but he wants to be cool and doesn't know how he fits in. His sister gives him a bunch of records and makes him fall in love with music and that puts him into this world where he's obsessed with rock and roll, but he's kind of stuck in time because it's in, I think it was like 1969. Was that the year? Oh, I that, think it was like the 70s. Or was it the 70s? Where mm-hmm. like rock and roll was dying. And so it was kind of, everybody was like, hey, this is the end of an era. And he was kind of obsessed with being this rock journalist. Gets his big break goes on the road with a band, kind of grows up fast and does wild things, but is also trying to be a professional and is kind of, you know, fooling everybody that he's older than he is when he really isn't. And it's about growing up and learning about life. And, you know, I think at the end, the the point is, you know, there's everybody's just trying to make it work in the thing that they love and life's a bit that's my synopsis wow i love that that was great oh good okay cool that's like totally uh, different than what i was gonna say what would you th- actually this could be interesting
how would you summarize it without I, like what I just said? What would you do? Uh, okay. Hmm. So I agree with the whole beginning. He's a little kid. He is kind of like raised by like not like a tiger mom, but she's like oh yeah, totally got tight grip on him. Gosh don't talk to those people. There's literally a quote from the mom early in the movie where she goes, they're on pot. That's what we're dealing with. And it's just because she loves him. And so she lies to him about how old he is. And he's in middle school, but he's really like should be in elementary school. So that's kind of like a thing, but it doesn't go super far. And then there's contention with the older sister she doesn't get along with the mom, so she leaves, and she leaves all her music with him, and then he gets into music. And so now he's trying to be a writer, and he gets a opportunity to go write about this band that's kind of popular, question mark? Mm. And Good bit. I missed that. Yep. Yeah, like, that isn't as explained very well. But so he, basically, that's his first task, and then that turns into him well no actually he is supposed to interview a big band he's supposed to interview black sabbath but he doesn't end up doing it he ends up getting hooked up with this band that is a maybe popular but not and it's basically from there he gets roped into touring with them and he gets an opportunity from rolling stone they hear about it they want him to uh, write a piece in the band, and all he basically has to do is get an interview, and the whole movie, it keeps getting trouble yes. because he's totally. trying to interview the one band member, the guitarist, and he just keeps deflecting and deferring. Oh, and you, so you he ends up, yeah, like he ends up staying a lot longer than he anticipated. He's still in high school, and so that's kind of like that. And then there is like a rom-com to it so there's kind of like a love story but it's not very lovely (laughs) in my opinion no it's not that's sad Um, okay so from so I obviously remembered it as like one of my favorite movies now re-watching it not I mean it was it's still a good movie but I got a little cringy at some of the scenes and Mm -hmm. wasn't it's not that I wouldn't watch it again, but I wouldn't maybe put it in my favorite list again, as in, like, top three. Like, I moved to top five when we talked. See, I have theories about that, though. I bet okay, I let's, let's go. What do you got? Okay, because what I said is this movie was made for teenagers. Yeah, you're right. You're and spot on. if you think about the whole plot line with Penny, it is such a teen perceptive storyline. So it's it's not a healthy relationship. It's total opposite. Mm-hmm. But to her, she's like, oh, he loves me. We love each other. Love is great. And like, you don't even see them having a conversation. I'm t- This whole movie, there's not one scene aside from when the guitarist Russell calls her that they actually talk. Just those two characters. But yep. again, the way that she is seeing it, she's seeing it as a teenager. It's a teenager in love where you're like, oh, they love me. I can fix them. She straight up says that. She says, he's my project. I'm going to fix him. I definitely wrote down that quote because I was like, wow. Didn't and like that. when you're older and not dated, hopefully you're not, um, 
you kind of learn like that's like not normal. Okay, know? so so how about, so as a teenager, what would you rate it? Oh, as a teenager, it would be like the most amazing. You'd be like, oh, transcendence. Wow. Especially if you like music too, because I feel mm-hmm. like music's great. There's good music. Um, good music. Maybe I don't really care for the original songs. Like, I couldn't even tell you what one of those sounds like. So mm. there's that. But yeah. the soundtrack is good. Mm-hmm. I wrote down when I was watching this in the beginning, the very beginning. It yep. just starts off with the credits and somebody's like handwriting the yep. title and like people's names. And the song that's playing <laughs> over the music, it, it sounds like a kazoo. Like what? I was picturing kazoo kids and <laughs> I just, I didn't know. No! Oh was. my God. Uh, so oh, this is where we're so different. That first song came on and I immediately went to high school. And then I, it made me look up the movie. I'm like, when did this come out? 2000, which was my freshman year in high school. Uh, okay. There you are. So you're spot on. It is, it is designed for teenagers A.K. I've always loved it. A.K. I was a teenager when I watched it. Yeah. Rewatching it, a little different. Also, okay. So, did you like it? Like, did yeah. you think? Oh okay. no, I do. I do like it. I, yeah. I think it's very funny. I think it does a good job sticking to the point of everything. It's got oh, like mm-hmm. very clear beginning, middle, end. And I love the ending. I just yeah, think it like because it could have been so cliche it could yeah. have been so easy for him to call penny and then him and penny and then wow life is great and then like yep. whatever and then like kind of maybe something maybe that's what changed russell's mind to change the story you know what i mean but like yeah. they didn't do that and it was just i i love that part because it's such a good character arc 100 percent. it's 100 percent you know, because yeah. again, like Russell, like he, she ended, if you really think about it, like she says, like, he's my project, like she really does end up changing him because yep. of that part. But what it means is she had to change herself, you know, she had to like, Ooh, deep. Real, but deep she did, early. Like, she like cut out of that whole lifestyle that she was clearly so sucked into, you know, she mm-hmm. knew all these people and traveling and whatever 100 percent. yeah you know okay so you're talking about the famous penny lane kate hudson um queen queen i i have a totally unfact-checked memory which we have proven is not (laughs) great from goldie hawn an interview where she said that she was so nervous for Kate Hudson to like get into acting and she always wanted to and almost famous. She had begged and begged and begged and she finally got this role and she was like, okay, go. And I think this was one of Kate Hudson's first movie roles. Wait, I want to look it up. Uh, So you have to look that up. And when you IMDB it, I want you to also check out the fact that this cast was unbelievable. Yes. Francis McDormand, Queen. Jason Lee, Queen. Anna Paquin, Feruza Balk, I don't know how to say that, but she was the crazy chicken craft. Philip Seymour Hoffman, R.I.P. Uh, Zoe Deschanel, okay. Queen. Rain Wilson, Queen. 
And then the one that blew my fucking mind because I listen to his podcast, W2F, all the time. The one, the only Mark Marin. And on his podcast, who the heck is Mark Marin? Oh my God, this is where I'm so much older than you. But like, Mark Marin is a uh, a comedian and he has, like, he's kind of this self deprecating and he's had this podcast for so long. Like, he inter- he had Obama on it. You should, you should listen to it. It's, he's well, it's such a good interview. Okay. When they broke the gates and yeah. he was like, he was like, hey, man, you know, like, lock the gates. Uh. The only, so he doesn't look like himself at all. He's got this weird haircut I wasn't used to seeing. But on his podcast, his super famous podcast, the beginning, it screams, lock the gate. And I kind of never knew where it was from. And that movie, watching it, it clicked. And I was like, holy shit. He took it from his almost famous movie. And then I Googled it. And I was like, Mark Maron, you sneaky mofo. Do I love you because I'm almost famous subliminally? Mind blown. <laughs> Boom. Do you see how I got there? Okay, Anywho, I did. I love it. Let, let's talk about also Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Oh my! Who, by the way, was a dick and apparently like had a hit and run with somebody and drove away, and that was like a weird, weird plot line. So I want to read my notes for the oh part God. where he comes in. Because I was just kind of writing it as we went. Okay, here we go. Here's the little paragraph. You ready? Do it. Okay. Dick kicked the girls out of the room for Jimmy Fallon. Quote, your manager needs a manager, unquote. (laughs) Me. I keep thinking he's going to do a comedy bit. He's not. (laughs) Respectfully. Because he kept saying the word respectfully. He said it on eight times. Who thought that was good writing? I don't know. And this doesn't really have to do with Jimmy Fallon, but then I wrote Penny was dancing alone barefoot in an empty concert hall. Woof. That's how you get black seat <laughs> And apparently the director said that was his favorite scene in the whole movie. Like, oh, hey, come on. You know better. You've been to concerts. You know what goes on. Wow. We don't, that. we don't see the same stuff in movies. None of this, none of this registered. My God. But then, okay, so then the turbulence scene, I did write, I wrote some other stuff, but for the Jimmy Fallon part, I wrote, Jimmy Fallon's character is a murderer. (laughs) 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 Oh my God, I wrote, OMG, Jimmy Fallon is a big dick in this movie. Three exclamation points, almost famous, made so many people, quote, famous. (laughs) Love it. Oh, my God. That would be a good T-shirt. Because <laughs> it's true. That's It's true. People would it would catch on. If we catch on, that's going to be our first T-shirt. Is we, we were almost famous. Wait, what is it? No, the line is almost famous made so many people famous. Because oh, my God. And I forgot Jimmy Fallon was in it. And I was like, this movie is on... Believable, there's so many famous people that, yeah. like, Zoe Deschanel doesn't even look like the Zoe Deschanel we know. Like, so what? I, I Jason also, Lee? What? Like, so I, funny. I Jason Lee kills me. I feel like Jason Lee always plays, like, a smart ass. Well, I guess he's kind of a smart ass yeah. movie, but I don't know. He has swagger in this, and I don't like using that word, Bridget, but I used it. So, 
That's how you okay. know. Okay. <laughs> but for okay. Zoe Deschanel, I forgot she was in this. Because I know. It's she doesn't like a, herself. Well, it's not like a big role either. No, it's not. Like I knew she was his sister, but it's, she's not a main person. And then at one point, I think it was more, yeah, it was like more towards the end where she was in the flight attendant suit and she sees him at the airport. <laughs> I wrote a note that says, was Zoe only cast in this role because she looks like she was born in the 70s? <laughs> <laughs> One thousand percent. Those it's, eyeballs yes. are proportionally bigger than Bang. her nose and her mouth. And those bangs are also proportionally bigger than the rest of her face. I, I forgot one of... Oh, no, I, I said his name. See? Oh, my memory's creeping up. I thought I forgot to say Phil Philip Seymour Hoffman, but I did. But oh, he had a yeah. big effect on me. I have a lot of... I'm reading through my notes. He had a big effect on me. I was like, you know, he was like a really good friend in the, in the whole movie? movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was... You know, when I first watched it as a teenager, I remember thinking, you know, this guy's such a jerk. Like, he's going to be, like, famous with rock stars and, like, Oh my god, this guy's always just giving him the real like truth. What an evil. And now I look back and I'm like, what a gem. Yes. What a gem he was. Beyond and his and his vocabulary words were unbelievable. <laughs> um, I wrote down uh one of them. Swirl. Oh wait. What? Hold on. Ice cream? Hold on. <laughs> no. Uh Swirl Merchant. He said don't do it to make friends with people trying to use you. Don't let those swirl merchants rewrite you. And he was is talking that, about Rolling Stones. Was that on the SAT or? No, I mean, oh. Katie, we know I don't. I went, I, I studied art. I mean, <laughs> Katie. Um, but yeah, anywho. Also, I've always had this obsession. I'm jumping because I'm looking at my word doc. So Morocco. Yeah. I always was obsessed with going to Morocco, and I oh. had this joke of, like, the man who's going to propose to me is going to go to Morocco and get a ring. Because, I don't know, I live in a fucking fantasy world. And Did Moe's do that, or? No. Why, why would I make him do that? Ew, Uh-oh. gross. Divorce. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just give me a divorce curse on our first podcast episode? Ew. Nope. No, I love Moe's. Don't divorce him. <laughs> um. But, like, where the fuck did Morocco come from? So, anyway, you know, it's funny. You talked about how she did end up changing him as a project, but she also ended up changing herself. And I I really zoned in on her being like, I want to have a whole new life, and I want to go to Morocco. And so she just wanted to get out of it. And everything in the movie they said was, like, advice they never followed. She's like, yeah. we're not groupies, we're band-aids, and, you know, we don't fall in love. Like, we like the music. It's not about, like, you know, being in love. We're a fan, and, you know, William believed it, but, like, it wasn't true. And then everybody, that foreshadowing, Cameron Crowe, man, foreshadowing left and right. And Morocco oh, yeah. was, like, the whole foreshadowing throughout the movie like I just had to get out we could be different people and different clothes and it's like oh my god my heart was breaking like okay and then we have to talk about I'm gonna I'm gonna get on a soapbox that I've already been on I have a seat do we think she was 16 like her character was 16 okay but for reals 
I don't remember that part. And so when that scene happened, was like, oh. Wasn't it yeah. creepy? Ew, it was so creepy. And like, let's set the scene. Set the scene for people that maybe don't remember it. Set the okay. scene. And it's a good scene. Like, it's a. It good, is a good scene. It's fun. She's again. she's good too. She's. I was like, wow, she is born to be an actress. So it's like she she just met William. They're both like backstage. They just got backstage. She knows people, but she decides to like humor him, and he doesn't know anyone. So she goes up to him to talk with him, and they're sitting there, and she goes, "So how old are we?" And he goes, 18, like right away, not missing a beat. And then she goes, oh, me too. But how old are we really? And then he goes, okay, 17. And he kind of like knocks it down. And she, it's the same thing. She just repeats it until they get to 16. And then she stops. And then he kind of interrupts her. And he's like, oh, no, I'm 15. And he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but like, she's So I, and then that, the post, me too but also just being like a healthy aware human made me see the entire movie after that differently yeah the entire movie I was like oh because all her friends who when you first you know he they meet him outside and they explain they're not groupies they're band-aids and they only give not sex they in my mind, all seem the same age. And then they talk about how Penny Lane is a god and she's famous and she started this era. And once I learned her age, I was like, at what age did she start this history of herself? Like 12? <laughs> oh, God. Isn't that horrifying? Like, they're like, yeah, Penny Lane like created Band-Aids and, you know, she's like, show some respect. Like she's been around forever, the famous, the fame, and in my mind, I'm like, like how gross and young was she? And oh my god, these men who, by the way, that okay, so 2000 when this came out was also, I believe, like the Dawson's Creek era. I'll have to do back check on that. Do, do, do. <laughs> Sorry. That just happens when I hear it. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. 1998, six seasons. Yep, I'm on it. And the joke was that everybody looked older than they were. Yes. But for some reason in this movie, the women looked like they were like teenagers. And the men looked like they were like 30 to 40. And it was I actually, super creepy. Yeah. I feel I, like or, the guys were not that old. I, I, okay. I pictured them as oh. early to mid-20s, which is not okay. Wow. Like, not okay. But, like, that's kind of how I saw it. Wow. I said, like, 30s to 40s. Do you think that's because we just project our own ages? No, I think it's because it was the 70s, and they had weird hairstyles and weird mustaches were hip and cool. So, like, mm. when you see a mustache, you think, it's, it's Bob from down the, down the lane. <laughs> from Bob's with, Burgers? Yes. That's, I didn't even think of that, but my brain clearly did. So, you're right. And, like, in the 70s, it wasn't. That was a cool thing to have. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess we don't really know. We never find out. We know they're old enough to drink. But then again, Penny wasn't, and she was still drinking. So, it's fine. It's all fine. Should we say the famous Penny Lane quote? Do you know what this quote was? Uh, wait, I wrote a lot down. Because, Is it like, never taken AIM. seriously? Oh, yeah. When AIM came out, computers arised back in the day. And... You could chat with other people, and it was that long. Uh, 
<laughs> yes. And finally we're like, oh my God. Hey, Liz, it's Bridget. What's up? And they were like, was up. was up. And they were What's like, nothing, you. And you're like, nothing. Whoa, technology. I remember, I feel like putting this quote on my AIM status. Like, I'm away, quote. Uh, and then I can read it. But I don't want to read it unless you wrote it down. So let's I, talk. Is it, is it not the, the um, never take it seriously? It was. Do you, do you know the whole line? Cause it's oh, like I just wrote never beautifully written. Seriously. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm going to, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to help people. All right. School me. So, and I'm going to get in my Kate Hudson mode. So here's the quote. I always tell the girls, never take it seriously. If you never take it seriously, you never get hurt. You oh. never get hurt. You always have fun. And if you ever get lonely, just go to the record store visit your friend such a quote oh my god so it still hits me now am i a teenager now let's discuss it is a good quote because i get it you're like you gotta protect yourself i like the fact that even in that time era which was like britney spears and christina aguilera okay that was what was happening in society it just had this vibe of, you know, you don't have to be like everybody else. You can just be yourself and, you know, listen to music and you'll be okay. I don't, that's, that's the vibe I get out of it. But I take it as what you said before, where everybody says advice that they don't follow. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, She's yeah. saying advice and she ain't yeah. following it. Oh, she don't ain't take it following seriously. She takes it so seriously. Even, at, so this part, when she says that, they get to the the hotel right that's where they first she meets up with the band and she says that and whatever and then she goes into the room and she does a whole monologue that gets everybody looking at her and that's when Russell's or not Russell that's when Williams like oh snap like people know you like what's happening and then Anna Mm -hmm. Franklin (gasps) narrator literally narrates the whole scene for us I mean it's for William but it's like for us you're saying we're narrate insane. Keep going. It's insane yes. all you're saying. And but it's so real. And then you kind of find out, oh, she like just brought William to make it seem like she was doing I know. William, but really she wasn't. I didn't like Penny Lane too much, and that's when it started. I was like, oh, she's kind of a user. She's a little usy. Yeah, and, yeah. I do, but I do like her because again, I think she's the best growth in the movie. True. Um, true, 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 true. I mean, she, she, she got like, there. You know, she was like, oh, gee, so that's sad. But yeah, yeah that was. Then she got figured out. Whoa. So, you said the thing with the band aids. This is what I wrote for that part. <laughs> I wrote, okay, William goes to a concert alone. Wow. That's so crazy. <laughs> and then, not so on the And then I wrote, Penny Lane with her purple glasses. Uh, and she goes, we're here because we love the music. And then I wrote, while they stand outside, not watching the concert. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what. Oh my God, we have such different brains. Like, you want to talk about of... foreshadowing? Oh my God! Is. Oh my God! All I kept thinking about was how much they loved them that they would stand outside to oh, see God, them. Still going on, Bridget. But like the other thing I thought about was that coat. Holy mm. shit! I wanted a coat like that, and let me tell you, one day, I'm going to get the guts to wear a crop top, 
and I'm going to be that motherfucker for Halloween because that coat is so awesome. I'm going to find it on Amazon right now. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's also talk about, though, the Topeka, Kansas acid drop moment. Oh, yeah, that's... Okay, so the lead singer... He's not as good as the guitarist who's really cute and everybody likes that guitarist more. And so he always felt threatened the whole movie. So, so Jason Lee of him. And then yeah. it comes to a head with the t-shirts that have the guitarist in the front and he's very pissed. So the guitarist says, screw it. I'm going to go out and like party and meet real people because I have all fake friends. And then he decides to just do acid in Topeka, yep. Kansas. And in my mind, I thought, well, that's a jump. Yep. That's a jump. It's not like, you know, I'm so mad. I'm going to take a shot. It's like, no, I'm going to chug acid. Yeah. But that remember what it's like an extreme reaction. It's, it's, literally <laughs> what you, it's literally what you said. They say things yeah. that they should listen to, but they don't. So when he's all picked off and he leaves with William, he literally is like, I need real people with real feelings. And then where yeah. does he go? He goes to a house party with people he don't know to hide More children. real feelings. There's so many teenage parties with, in my mind, Billy Crudup is like 35. You think he's like 20. And I'm just like in, continuously grossed out by these like kid parties for him. I literally wrote for that part. Russell goes to a party with kids instead of adults, and he starts preaching like he just started a cult. <laughs> because that's kind of what happened. You look at this movie so different than I do. Okay, so I went on this whole rampage of, and he gets high with more children. Age seems to be strange in this movie. Everybody got... Oh, okay, here's, here's uh, this is another thing I was going down the pike on. Wow, everybody thought, oh, the 60s and 70s, everybody did so many drugs and acid and this and that. And it's like, honestly, nobody was addicted to acid. But let's continue. Right, let's continue. Let's continue. Let's continue. Let's continue to the most awkward scene of the entire movie. Okay. Do you know what it is? I do. What I is do. it? What it's is where it? he gets deflowered. <laughs> Do we consider that a gangbang rape? Wait, I wrote, I wrote, could this be considered a rape scene? <laughs> where is the consent? Because <laughs> we don't I put, I put semi-gang rapes. I, I put rapes. And it doesn't matter who, who what genders and what role. It's still... What? Yeah. What it, was it was creepy. It was creepy. So, okay, funny story. So, way back, probably around the <laughs> almost early 2000s, if I think about it. Oh, God. Um, When I did acting <laughs> back in the day. There is a really unbelievable headshot that if it, you don't yeah. have saved. I had red living highlights. Like, not even, like, <laughs> the hair was red. Like, I don't know who thought that was a good idea for me to do, but it So what was happening in my acting classes, one of the scenes, because like, you know, you would go to the class and it, it was
was a class. So it's not like we were practicing for a play or like whatever. It was just kind of like we would get scenes or we would get monologues and we would do whatever and experiment. And so my teacher, who is still teaching, by the way, which is really well, awesome. I know. I know. I know. I'm so happy. That place is still open wow. at the playground. He had all these, you know, just scripts or like pieces of scripts that whatever he bought or he had whatever and one of them was this scene and it's so funny and I never really understood why that was the scene because if you think about it there's not a lot of dialogue the whole almost the whole scene is not speaking it's the music and it's kind of like a slow motion and it's really like William looking at Penny and just kind of, I don't know. I don't know if it's him being like, so, are you going to hop in here? Or if he's like, are you judging me? And she's okay, just like. Okay, you got to set the scene again because I think you lost me. What what scene is it? This is the deflowering scene. Okay, okay. Literally when the girls would be like, deflower, deflower. And they're like yeah. running around him throwing clothes. At the time, I was like, why is this a scene? Because, like, there wasn't a lot of talking. And when you're younger, mm. you think, like, acting is talking. But honestly, like, seeing <laughs> that scene now, I get it. Because mm. it's supposed to be you acting without talking. It's supposed to be you basically conveying what yeah. you were thinking. Yeah, we're going to do what it. Or hoping, you know, through that part. So, it's just, it's so funny. I always think of that with that one you- scene. <laughs> So, and, and and remember how they gave him shit? So when the movie keeps going and then they go to New York, post the crazy airplane scene, and they yeah. ask him, like, hey, William, we showed you the U.S., and did you finally get laid? And typical males, they don't really, like, say an answer, and they're all like, oh, yeah, you got laid. Ugh. In my head, I thought, huh, like, getting laid was like a victory, a trophy in the 70s. It was like, oh, having sex, sex is this thing you got to have, and that makes you cool. And, like, I don't think teenagers today think that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, because I think some do, just from okay. working in, like, a high school. Okay. You it, are closer than I am. To yeah, whole... but I think it just depends on who it is, <laughs> which teenager. True, I don't true. Think... Okay, so it's a person, it's not a so it's, I thought it was like a thing of a trend. I know that every teenager wants to have sex, but like the bragging of it's a victory or you did it or you didn't. So you're the worst. I just don't think that's as prominent, but I also could be getting old and too far away. I don't think it's as exploitive as maybe. And I, in all honesty, I don't think this scene was too exploitive because again, no, like in my mind, I'm picturing like, whatever they're older but when i think of a movie that did it wrong that totally got that wrong i think of easy a did you ever see that movie i did who's um emma stone right? emma stone so but i don't remember any scene of any of so that it's, it's not it's the whole like the whole concept of the movie is the girl is like uh-oh people are gonna think uh, in the slut. so now i'm gonna like going. act like yeah. a slut and, like, pretend i'm one and this is it nobody does this. Mm-hmm. like that's too much so like i think of it in that way like that's not real you know Mhm. Mhm. okay i see where you're going but i could 
see in this movie. They're, they're bandmates, but they're friends. They're on tour. And I got to say, I know you're going to laugh at me. I really feel like whenever they were doing all the tours, say in the hotels, like it was really giving me band flashbacks. And I know in, in your brain, you're <laughs> laughing. And I knew you were going to laugh at that. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. You need to describe your version of band to our point oh 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 one audience. Yeah, so it's not rock band, it's marching band. And That's so good. You're with people all the time. You are traveling with them. You are spending so much time where your real life disappears. You don't really, and that's what happens, even with William. His real life, his school, his mom, it all disappears. And not because he doesn't want it to, but just because it's hard. It's hard to, like, keep that going. And there's even a line that um, that Russell says when they're at one of the hotels. I think it's the scene, I'm trying to find my notes. I think it's the scene where they auction off Penny. Yeah, here it is. Oh, for and he's a pack like, of Heineken and, you and know. Goes, Russell yeah. goes, everybody's trying to not go home. Because yeah. when you're in that world yeah. or on that trip or whatever, it's totally different. I, I got that piece. You get so sucked into it, and then when you know it's ending, you're like, oh, snap, like, this is, it's going to change. I'm not going to see these people. I may not even talk to these people because it's just so different, I guess. Yeah. But I think that's a lot of what the point of this movie is, is it's kind of, you have these people who they see it like, this is the best, and life is the best, and we're doing this, when in reality, it's very self-destructive. And William yeah. is like, wait, but like, I like my life, but he can't leave it because Russell doesn't let him do the interview. It's funny. I didn't get it until later. And I thought about, I looked up his name, Patrick, is it Fugit? Fugit? Yeah. How do you pronounce that? Fugit? I say Fugit, but. Fugit. What, know. when he, that, that moment where he got rejected for the 10th time, it feels like. And he, oh and he puts his finger, he gives him the middle finger to the hotel door. And then he has a laundry after the deflowering scene. And he's mm-hmm. just bent. And he, like, yeah. can't take it. He starts crying. I was like, this dude should have got some award. Because he was an unbelievable actor. This whole movie. Yeah. And I'm like, where's that credit? And did he get it? No. Set up. I don't he, even think he was Kate unbelievable. anything. Yeah, he was unbelievable. I, 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 that scene made me think, wow, I, I'm i like, you know, the best acting in my mind is when you feel things, like, fast. And I like, felt it so fast. I was like, oh, my God, this, I, like, I am believing it. He is so good. Yeah. Oh my God. And, and Francis McDormand was, like, right second to that. But, uh, yeah. Okay, let me oh. ask you this. What's your favorite scene of all time? Of the movie, all time. Sorry, of, of all, all time. the movie. All time movie. <laughs> all time um, movie. <laughs> so I think it it might be the the ending one where mm. where Russell finally at William's place. I gotta be honest, I I kind of was mad when I was watching oh. the ending because oh. I, and I know what happened. I've seen it, but a lot of the important stuff happens. It happens like off screen. So like we never see a scene where yeah. Russell's like, I yeah. never said any of that. It's all made up. Like I, I like, know. saw that, you know? Yeah, like, you're right. You're spot on. Me. 
it bugs me because I didn't think of, of that. The, it bugs me because after the airplane scene, they are walking in the terminal where they finally landed. They're safe, and Russell. Everyone's quiet because it's awkward. And Russell's walking and walking ahead of William, and William stops because William is obviously like, "Okay, I'm going somewhere else. We're done." And none of the other band members stop. Nobody gives a crap yeah. about William. They don't even notice. They just keep going. And Russell's the only one that stops. He turns around and he goes, write what you want. Yeah. So, like, it just, oh, it made me so mad because I don't understand why, why are we putting that in there? Yeah. To have it be the polar opposite without us seeing it be the polar opposite. And they kind of showed it. There was, like, a one scene you wanted to see it. Well, there was, like, the one scene where the band members were like, oh, my God, can you believe you wrote that? Like, sound like amateurs. And in my head, I'm like, okay, well, you are. And everything that was said was true, but it just bothered me because even in that scene, Russell was like, well, we did say that. Or like, (laughs) So let me get this straight. When I ask you what your favorite scene was, you then tell me the scene you hate? Is that what just happened? like the last scene because it actually shows the two of them together again oh and again I feel like it could have been so much stronger yeah if you were able to see I hear even even if it was like a phone call like just what Russell was saying yeah I feel like it would have been so different and I wish it could have been talked about I wish it could have been like William being like what why did you do that to me and it's mm. and it's not and it's fine because it's still good you know it's still like a reconciliation but that's, that's what my that's what makes me think he's so much older is he has this this lens of this kid what a kid you know i gotta grow up i can't i can't complain about everything i gotta take some accountability as the adult in the room like that's also what permeated throughout the movie to me but I don't think he does take responsibility even. I think the only reason he does it is because he realizes is what, it's kind of what Penny wants, you know? Cause yeah. Because he says, he's like, yeah. like she, she wanted us to be together. So, yeah. like, I'm going to do it. Oof. So you love that. You like the... the... I do. I do yeah. love it. I, yeah. also, I also love um, Tiny Dancer. That's a great... That's like oh, a... God. You uh, know what happens at multiple times in the movie, which also... Oh, mm-hmm. let me. This is also random, but the music was playing when this happened. There is the name almost famous in this movie. Did you catch it? Mm-hmm. Or did you catch it on the bus? Ooh! Never in my life have I seen that until today. Oh, that's never funny. caught that. Never caught that. Did you catch yeah. that? I mean, I, it's such a dumb detail, but I don't know God. if I did before this time, but I I noticed it this time. I had a really weird reaction to my favorite scene, which was when actually she was getting her stomach pumped. Uh-huh. And as she was getting her stomach pumped, the music just cuts to my shady really little thing that, and it made me think of every movie that when that song played, it was a, it was a wonderful scene of like a woman or a man walking in, just like being the love interest for somebody Hence my love for rom-coms. And then this movie, it was like he still loved her, even when she was so flawed. 
And yeah. I just thought, oh, my God, like, this Cameron Crowe, I bowed down. Like, I just thought that was, I thought it was just perfection. I was like, what? Mind blown. I never really, like, connected the dots to that. I just thought, oh, he loves her. And she's getting her stomach pumped. Haha. But it's just, like, can every woman or man be loved like how Penny Lane is loved by William? Doesn't everyone deserve that? My God. Yes. He loves her so wholesomely, angelically, like just true kindness. Well, even the fact that he like follows her because. Oh, I know. I, I know. Just, nobody cared. Nobody cared. Right. Totally. But it's, it's like the trend. Like, no, nobody cares. Nobody. Really. <laughs> <laughs> nobody cares. They care, but nobody else cares. Oh my god. Um, but he like follows her, and it was just yeah. Thought you would, yeah. I oh, wrote what? the my notes for that is I go okay. Penny ODs on Quaaludes. William misses his graduation for this shit. He tells <laughs> Penny he loves her while she's dying, dude. <laughs> And then I go, thank God for the timing, doctors. <laughs> because I'm not even kidding. It was like, wow, what great timing. Here you guys are. After I said all the important things that you say, take her. Yeah. He says, um, which just ruins the scene, but he's like, God, I'm so nervous to say this. Why am I nervous? You won't remember it. And then he's like, I love you and kisses her. I'm yep. like, dude, that's literally Bill Cosby's, like, entire testimony. Like, she's dying! <laughs> He's like, you won't remember it. Fuck her up. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, so my only final comment we didn't talk about was something that I realized when mom sent all of my yearbooks. And in all my yearbooks, everybody made jokes about people being gay. Like, it's yeah. like, Hey, what's up? It's Susan. Uh, Mass Labs is fun. I'm not gay though. LOL. And I, the whole book, I was like, wow, crazy homophobia, like 2000 to 2004. Oh my God. And in this movie, the drummer, do you remember the scene? Yep. And he's in the air and he's like, I'm gay. And then immediately it goes to them surviving. And in my mind, he has the biggest shame about saying he's gay. And it made me so sad to think, like, why did that have to be a joke of the movie? It's just we're seeing it differently now. It made me like, oh, my God. Can you imagine being gay? Like, that's just oh. a joke. It's so sad. And my, also, heart, my little heart broke. You know what's also sad? That's that character's only line in the movie. Holy shit. He don't say squat. Wow. That's literally the only words he says. You just blew my mind. Yep. You blew my mind. Yep. Okay. So we need to wrap this up, but we can't wrap this up without two things. One, dad's quote, and you have to say it in his accent. And two, the next movie, and I had a good idea, which is you suggested a movie that I would like. I'm going to suggest a movie that I think you'll like <laughs> okay but we should start with dad's pose first okay and anything so, else you didn't share about the movie i don't want to cut you off too early but i'm getting tired <laughs> okay so, i see it's key um so yeah dad, what did dad say dad's was not as funny as i would have wanted can you do I, an exact accent though yeah i almost 
think it would have worked if I was um, video recording it because you know oh. he's got the, the Rodney Dangerfield, yeah, his For eyeballs sure. do so stuff. like I'm doing that, but like yeah. you know, the the voice recorder <laughs> can't pick that up. So I I started recording. I said, hey, like I'm I'm recording you. Can I ask you a question? And so he makes his face. He's like, uh, oh, sure, sure. Like, okay. I go, have you seen the movie Almost Famous? And he goes, oh, no. (laughs) Okay. And I go, well, what do you you think it's about? And he goes, "Uh, about uh, people being almost famous. He's so mad at you. He's like, like, go away. So who do you think is almost famous? Like, who, what kind of people? And he was like, uh, rock stars. Oh, ding, ding, ding. impressive. So not the best reaction. Not the um, best. Not the best. Could have been, could have been better. But, we, you know. Well, we also should tell people that dad only likes B movies. And by B movies, I mean not the Disney or Pixar B movie. The It's so shitty. It doesn't get an A rating. It gets a B rating. And those are his favorites. Uh, like Sharknado. Sharknado? movie is, like, flaccid. <gasps> <laughs> so, do you want to hear the movie we should watch next? And I'm open to suggestions if you don't like it. Okay. Okay? So, it's not like a, it has to be this. I'm going to go with, I know you have the Marvels, and I know you have the horrors and the sci-fi, but you also like, like, kid family movies and I'm going in the kid family okay the movie is babe oh if I had (laughs) to make a tip for you can you handle it do you love it y'all can't do this to me (laughs) wait are you dead excited or dead yes terrible no I'm the most excited this movie makes me cry so this is fun. Like I would watch this movie and be like, "This is so funny," and you watch it and think it's sad. I was like, "Oh, that's so funny." He's got a pig as a farmer. <laughs> so you think? Oh god, the pig. What are you talking about? Don't ruin the movie, Keith. Oh, Hold podcast about it. Um. Okay. Well, that's the show. We'll see you next week. That's the week. show. And listen, if this takes off, if someone listens to it, we'll actually be famous. And if nobody listens to it, but what were we, Katie? We were almost famous. Bye, everybody. We love you. If you made it to the end of this episode, congratulations. Because that recording was the worst. So good job for you. Next week, it's going to sound like this. So get excited. Follow us on Instagram at Sisters Who Seen It and check out our website at sisterswhoseenit.buzzsprout.com. See you next week.